Welcome to Hunt Harvest Health Podcast with your host, Ryan Lampers, aka The Stealthy Hunter. Howdy. And myself, Dr. Hillary Lampers, where we share our love for ancestral living and the health topics of the modern age. Ryan is the well rounded, bearded brawn of Hunt Harvest Health. His knowledge of backcountry adventure, western hunting, and our household status as garden guru and super dad really defines our gut stealthy lifestyle. Doc Hillary is definitely the brains and beauty behind all of this. She kind of makes everything happen as I have zero technical skills. Hill is just a wealth of knowledge in all things medicine and nutrition, which not only keep our family healthy, but they help me stay strong in all my mountain adventures. You can follow us at huntharvesthealth.com, Instagram, and Facebook for more podcasts, recipes, and stories. All right, let's do this. Boom. <laughs> hey, folks. Welcome back to the Hunt Harvest Health Podcast. This is Doc Hillary, and I'm, uh, I'm accompanied here by my awesome husband, Ryan. And I'm saying that because we just had Valentine's Day, and I just have to let him know how awesome he is all the time. Right, babe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today, if you haven't already, go back and listen to um, the podcast before this one, and we talk about Train to Hunt. And uh, we talked with Kenton Claremont, who is the creator of Train to Hunt, and, and that last podcast is really all about our story with Train to Hunt. and basically the ins and outs of it and everything else. That original podcast was about an, another hour and 15 minutes longer. Well, here's the thing. Kenton, um, I've known Kenton for a while, and if you get Kenton talking, yeah. man, that guy can go. He's uh, he's a really, really good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And so we got rolling on that podcast, just talking mm-hmm. train to hunt. Somehow we spun into hunts that mm-hmm. we've done. And Kenton, you know, he was fresh off of a sheep hunt this fall. And, uh, you know, he had every detail fresh in his mind and it was pretty awesome. I mean, he goes in this podcast, he goes step by step, the whole thing. So for me, who's, you know, hopes to someday go chase down a sheep eventually, maybe, uh, it was good to hear all the little trials that he had going into it and everything that it took to get that sheep so yeah when you edit these stories what i like to do is listen to them first so i just listen to the interview you know all the way through because then you get an idea of what you want what you don't want like literally this story with the train to hunt um there's no editing. I mean, I just pulled this sheep story out that you're going to hear today and he just lays it down for you. And so I usually listen like if I'm at the gym or I'm in the car, you know, that's kind of my first edit. I'll be listening in pieces and I don't sheep hunt. I've never been sheep hunting. Obviously, I don't know if I'd ever want to go (laughs) sheep hunting because after listening to this story, it sounded like the most absolutely miserable thing ever uh, in Alaska with the weather. It means it was awesome. And I uh, told Ryan, I said, man, that is a good story. And I don't, it obviously has to do with, you know, him and his brother do it together. It's a really profound kind of uh, family, family story. And speaking of Alaska, um, I have a good friend in Abe Henderson who, man, he's been putting together this really cool guide. I figured I'd talk about it. Because I think it'll help a lot of people who maybe have thought about doing a do-it-yourself hunt 
for sick to blacktail um that is on my bucket list as well and so abe has spent a pile of time just getting all this information together he guides up there and uh what he did was he basically he put everything together in like a step-by-step um guide that kind of walks you through every single aspect of what it takes to go to Kodiak to hunt sick of blacktail and do it yourself and do it yourself. Yeah. So, you know, even if you've never hunted out of state before, uh, this is, it's just holding your hand, walking you right through the process and every kind of information that you need, including, you know, air charter services, recommendations for lodging. Um, you know, it kind of goes through all the advice that he has for where to hunt, when to hunt, all the gear that you're going to need for that trip. Um, you know, it's just got a whole bunch of tips on everything from avoiding bears to saving money, um, you know, increasing your odds of success and pretty much everything. So I've gone through the guide and I think it's, it's pretty valuable for, for someone if they're a little intimidated before they head up there and, and, um, get onto Kodiak and start chasing Sitka. So it's a great, great guide. Uh, he's going to have it, uh, oh, what is it on? I think it's, um, huntalaskadiy.com. Mm-hmm. So you can go there and, uh, and sign up for that. Um, he's, you know, it's, it's just something that's going to, I don't know what he's charging, but, uh, if you do get on there and you want 20% off, you could mm-hmm. punch in HHH 20 yeah. and get 20% off. So, um, yeah, follow him on Instagram it's at Alaska underscore DIY mm-hmm. or Facebook. I think it's uh, at Alaska DIY or check them out on huntalaskadiy.com. So Kenton, I know you had a great year. Um, I had a very short season. But yeah, one I think you were telling me you haven't hunted for months. I haven't had a weapon in my hand since August 20th. Yeah. But but you had a pretty not dang feel sorry epic adventure. Yeah, I did. It was uh, yeah. It was it was really it was a third. It was just we. It was really just a, a hunt that meant a ton to me because my brother Ryan and I got a chance to hunt just him and I for the first time since we were kids. And not only was it the first time since we were, and I mean kids like like probably twelve and fourteen. Um, we went on one deer hunt, just him and I, and we killed a deer, or I killed a deer. And uh, that was the last time that him and I had been able to hunt together, just him and I. And it was special because we got to go on, Ryan's an Alaska resident, so we got to go on a sheep hunt. And just a quick backstory on this whole thing. My uh, Nine years ago now, seven or eight years ago, something like that, we went on our first sheep hunt. My dad uh, killed the sheep three years later. My uh, brother and I and, and a buddy of his went on a sheep hunt, and uh, his buddy and I killed a sheep, and Ryan still didn't have a sheep. At the end of that season, um, or at the end of that hunt, it was just like, we got to come back. You know, Ryan still hasn't had got a sheep, and we'd hunted, at that point, we had hunted uh, 17 days for just for Ryan to try and get a sheep. And uh, 
I said, man, I'm, I'm all in like whatever you got to do. Cause Ryan is the Alaska resident. Ryan does a lot of the research Ryan, you know, Ryan does a lot of the setup in order to make these things happen. And, uh, I, I mean, to be almost completely, you know, to be transparent, I, I've been riding a lot of the, his coattails on those hunts and relying heavily on him to plan them and, and do the research. And cause these are all do it yourself. These are all, these aren't, these aren't guided hunts. These are like, let's find, do some research, find a place on the map. Um, you know, ask around, you know, and, uh, do some Google earth stuff and, you know, pick out some bulls and some places that we want to try and look into and, and just put 10 days worth of gear and food on our back and go. Yeah. And, uh, so I was all about getting Ryan a sheep this year. And so we took off, we were, we went in two days prior to the opener and, uh, they dropped us off in the Brooks mountain range and, um, we took off. I mean, it was, when we hit the ground, it was, it was raining and there was, um, some groups there. There was a group there. There was an outfitter that was absolutely working right out of that strip. And so we found out like, Hey, he's going to, that we, I hunt this way. And, uh, and in fact, prior to that, Ryan had found out that this guy was, was, uh, was guiding out of this play out of this area and, you know, just happened to, stumble upon him and you know just t- telling him hey we're, we're looking and hunting close to your area and uh we just don't want to step on toes we respect the fact that you you're making a living up there and we want we, we don't want to you know we don't want to be a burden on you and we don't want you to be pissed off at us basically so they sat down and talked about oh, this is where i take most of my clients and and in fact he was pr- really generous in that he said you know since you and your brother are pretty fit i you know most of the time i can't get clients that would go clear to this spot so he's like i'll never reach to this spot but i've always thought that this would be a good spot to check out which was way you know a long ways away so we land we kind of meet up with this guy and we kind of touch base and good luck and we'll see you in a few days and um, ryan and i took off and we went due east basically we went due east for i don't know all day we, we landed at 10 o'clock and we put our packs on and and uh headed through the headed through the tundra and the and the dry creek bottoms and the and the raging creeks and, and you know anybody who's ever been to alaska would would know what i'm talking about when you just feel different when you're in alaska man everything's so big and so remote and so beautiful and the area like you're just so glad to be be there and be alive and that was us we just took off walking and you know we came across some sheep that we saw pretty probably about an hour into our walk and you know we we could tell they were bigs and littles you know (laughs) using lambs but we pulled out spotter and got some pictures and we were pretty stoked about it headed up and it rained on us off and on for probably the first five or six hours and uh we had really good gear so we weren't i mean it was nothing but a thing and heck i i couldn't I could have been just soaking wet and been happier than anything because we were in Alaska hunting sheep. <laughs> Took off and we we really just, you know, I don't if anybody out there has ever done any uh, Google map research and never seen the area with their eyeballs, it's almost impossible <laughs> to really understand the difference between looking at a t- topographical map and putting boots on the ground and we and we made that mistake we like i we, i know we can get into this bowl up this drainage and we took up off the drainage 
and we're like, oh man, this is not looking good. Like it's, it looks like it wants to, it wants to pinch us out and cliff out on both sides. And, and we don't, the creek was wide enough. It was about probably five, probably six feet across. And there was enough water in it that we had to cross it probably a hundred times, but there was some rocks in it. So we, our feet never really got soaking wet. You get a little splash here and there, but that, that's, that gives you an idea about how kind of narrow that, that, that canyon was is that you had to walk along the creek and <laughs> cross the creek and walk and cross the creek and walk and across the creek. And we got up there and at about 11 o'clock, um, we ran out of, we just, there was no place to go. We dropped our camp and, and I went up and looked around this one corner and I was like, man, there's, there's nowhere. We can't go any further than that. We could go up right here. And, you know, probably it was about 1500 feet, probably vertical to get up and over. And it was, it was a kind of a rock boulders field. And we just kind of regrouped and, and, uh, we, when, right, when we hunt together, it takes quite a bit to take the wind out of our sails at all. We're just like, well, it is what it is. We're going to camp we're going to, we'll go with plan B. Plan B was to back out of there and we were going to head south. So that's what we did. We just, we sat down had a good dinner talked about how awesome it was to be out out in uh alaska you know alaska and, and hunting hunting and uh and woke up the next morning real early put our camps on our back and uh headed out we started walking south and we man we again we headed south and we took off and we i bet we walked i don't know how far i don't know how far we walked we didn't have any we didn't have like onyx maps or anything that, that did tracking we don't know exactly how far or anything like that but um we did we did have a gps but it was a real old gps that you know we didn't pay too much attention about how far things were we just knew that this is where we wanted to go and uh so we took off and we walked all day got finally got to a spot where it was a pass where the water changed you know one of the the water up to this point was uh flowing north and then from this point on it floats south. it was just a kind of a pass where where the creek changed and uh we we uh camped right there and we glassed all night long we glass and glass and glass and glass and because it wasn't getting dark it never it never got dark at this point you got kind of dusk but it wasn't getting dark and so we were up there glassing and finally probably like around eleven thirty midnight right in there ryan spotted some sheep way 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 like way out there you couldn't tell if they were even you couldn't tell if they you couldn't see horns through spotter it was that far away and um we're like oh shoot there's there's some sheep right there we were really surprised that we hadn't seen any sheep up to that point but but we were you know we were optimistic about you know we now you guys had 12 days set aside yeah we had 12 days we, we put as many days aside as we could and uh so the next, so we we kind of talked about it that night, like you know, what's the plan? What what do you want to do now? Do you want to go, you know, peek over some ridges, you know, out of the creek bottom, or do you want to basically go after those sheep? Well, those sheep had kind of given us the idea. There was one solo sheep first, and then uh, and a solo sheep is usually a ram. And at this point in the game, um, you want if you see a bunch of using lambs, you're in the wrong spot. The big rams are all all going to be hanging out by themselves. So, you know, we call it the nursery. If you find the nursery, you know, just go, go somewhere else. Yep, go further up, go go higher up because the nurseries are usually down lower, and the big rams are going to be. They're not going to be like way away, but they're not going to be with the using lambs. So, just because you see a bunch of bigs and littles, as soon as you see bigs and littles, you're you know you can count on that. There's probably not going to be that ram you're looking for. 
So there was one single ram or one single sheep or like that looked promising. And then we saw another one come out and it wasn't a big and little. It was, you know, they were both the same size. And we're like, okay, those are, those are probably the rams. And we made a decision that the next day we we're going to get up and we we're going to go after them because heck, why not? Next day's opening day. Let's go, you know? So we took off and we headed down a super steep pass and ended up, it was probably, I think it was about four or five miles, maybe. Um, shorter than that as a crow flies, obviously, but walking distance, about four or five miles. We got there, dropped, went up to this pass where we know we could see where we saw those those sheep earlier um, the day before. And and we sat there and the wind was blowing and we glassed and glassed and glassed up a bunch of caribou. And there was just a ton of mountain caribou in, in, up in that area. And I was just really impressed. Like, man, there's there's a ton of good caribou in this area, but no no sheep. Now, and you had a tag yourself. I did. I right. actually, yeah. I We were going, the whole idea was to get Ryan a sheep, but I wasn't about, I mean, I was going to pack something. I did end up getting a grizzly bear tag because it was only 25 bucks more. And so I said, I'm going to get a grizzly bear tag. So in case, if we have a problem bear, you know, I don't, I'll kill, I'll kill a grizzly bear. My mission was if, and and what I wanted preferably was to get a sheep. But if, if I had a a grizzly bear tag in my pocket, then I could kill a grizzly bear and tag it. So, and you, and in Alaska, you can, if you have a grizzly bear tag, you can kill a sheep, you can kill a caribou and tag it with that grizzly bear tag. So it's anything less. So, um, and I also had my bow only. I was going, I just went bow only. Ryan had rifle. And and my idea was I've got a sheep. I want to get one with my bow. And that's just the way, you know, that's, that's (laughs) the way it is. So it wasn't that I was like bow or nothing. It was like, I'd really like to get one with my bow. And, uh, so I'm carrying my bow. Ryan's got the rifle and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're looking, waiting for these sheep to come out. They don't that night. So we'd sleep on it. And we're like, well, we got to go up one over that pass and take a peek into the other on the backside here. So we, the next day, we make the the endless trek. It was unbelievable how it was really the endless hill because we had to drop off the hill we were on, and um, it went clear down to the bottom across the creek, and then we started to climb up. And I bet it took us, I bet it took us rubbing up against three hours to get to the top to the pass uh, on that bare hill, and it's bare, right? So that's the other thing. That's the thing about hunting those bare hillsides is you look over there and you're like, that's, you can see the top. It's big. And it's obvious how big, it looks big from where you're at. But until you get over there, you don't realize how big it actually is or how far it is away because you're like, yeah, that's big. But then it takes you, you know, an hour and a half to get to a place that looks 600 yards away you know but it's really about a mile and a half away anyway so we get up to the top and we look we're looking for sheep and man we just we didn't see anything ryan i mean not not a thing we 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 hunted hard we covered a lot of country that day and looked into a lot of bulls and a lot of craggy good good sheep country i mean good craggy rocks with these with these grassy shoots and man we were just like kind of scratching our heads like man there's lots of feet in here because there's caribou but there's not a sheep to be found so we we stuck it out for that day and headed back down to camp and we just kind of like what are we going to do now you know and um we said, Oh, let's stick it out, you know, or let's, let's, let's head back because there's probably some country and we'll look over some different country on the way out, but 
I really want to, I want, I really want to check out the, the North, you know, on the opposite side. So we decided we're going to head back where we had, we camped the night before camp there and then head out all the way out and try and get North, um, the next day. Well, we got to, at this point, we, like, that was opening day. We didn't see a sheep. Okay. Well, we don't want to wait till the last second here. Let's, you know, we, we, we're already getting a little like itchy, like, man, we, it's, we're starting to feel the, the angst of like, this isn't going to last forever. Like, let's get on some sheep and we're getting pretty itchy about wanting to get on some sheep. And so we take off and we get to the point where we camped the day before. And it's probably, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what time it was, three, four o'clock, I guess. And we're like, let's just keep going. So we walked all the way out. What took us two days to hike, we hiked all the way out and then we kept going that day and we got we started we got probably oh probably two miles from where we ended up camping and it started raining and it rained hard and then it got cold and then um we were like man how long is it going to rain at this point we set up our tent and at that point it was probably close to midnight and we were it was the first it was the first and only time at that trip in that trip that we were start that we were so tired and we were so um, hungry and so tired of walking in our 80 pound packs all over creation and, and kind of like, man, all we're doing is walking. We need to just pick a spot and, and hunt. And we we're frustrated because we hadn't really seen any, we hadn't seen any rams at that point. We just seen a one group of, of, uh, of, of views and then the two way out there. And it was the one time that it was like, we, we were having a tough time finding a place to set up. There was water. It was water everywhere there was no flat spot we're trying to find a place to pitch the tent just so we can get some food and some rest and uh it was the first time that it was like well, where do you think where should we look man i don't i don't know i don't care like let's just put down the tent well we can't just put down the tent we don't want to be in the water well you pick a spot and it was like <laughs> finally it was like ryan's like ryan's like right here's good and i'm like fine let's just set up the tent right here so we just like set the tent up and it was pretty short-lived i was like man Sorry, man. I was I'm just hungry and tired. I need some sleep and some food. And uh, we got on the we Ryan. Um, we had some means of communication, a satellite phone out, and it was it was getting cold and raining enough, and started to kind of like show signs of snow. And so my my brother texted his buddy out of Fairbanks, and he said, "And uh, and uh, no, that's not true." Ryan, he turned the cell phone on and was going to text him. And this message popped up because you could text message on the cell phone. And the text message said, hunker down, boys. Weather report says six to eight inches over the next two to three days. Mm. And so we're tired. We're, you know, we just busted our butt for three days, feeling like we're kind of chasing our tail, undecisive. Where are we going to see animals? Are we making the right calls? Like, are we not being patient enough? Um, and then we sit down and we start playing in our minds and we're thinking, okay, it's going to snow six inches. We're not, we're going to be stuck, not stuck in our tent, but it's going to be miserable weather for the next three days. And at that point we were like, man, this is rough. Like, okay, 
all right, God, like we hear you. Like we talked about, man, nothing's ever come easy for us. We've always had to work our tails off for it. We're up for it. Like what, that's just, we did really, we did everything we could to just keep morale high. Like we're not going to let this get us. It takes one sheep. It takes one moment. And that's how hunting works, right? Like you can go from beat up and just kind of dis like kind of down to bugle or, you know, or see that sheep and just be like, everything switches on a dime. Turn so fast sometimes. So, so we were, we were, we were trying to stay positive. We slept that night, woke up still just dumping rain. We unzipped the tent and it, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't see 10 feet out the tent. It was so foggy, um, raining hard. We zipped the tent back down and just kind of hung out and, you know, shot the breeze and caught up. Ryan lives in Arizona and I live in Spokane. We do talk, you know, probably a couple of times a week, but it's good just to hang out and sit with my brother sure. and, and on the mountain and, you know, just talk life and, and, uh, and that kind of stuff. And this is a pretty small tent. What are you guys running for a tent? Uh, the Hyperlite. Okay. Is that a four or three man, four man for that or, um, no, it's a two man, two man. Yeah. And it was plenty. It Tight was, quarters. It was, pl- it was plenty. I, you know what? I, I take that back. I think it's a four man tent. We okay. got a four man because we knew that we had the gear. So it's kind of one man is your gear and then you yeah. have two guys and then another right. gear right. is another man. And so it, it, uh, it was a four man hyperlight and it was really good. It's made out of that, uh, gosh, it's just re- it's like the toughest, lightest, uh, material on the market. I think the, the tent and the pole combined weighed like 17 ounces, something like that. Oh, wow. Super light, super, super light. Really, I mean, top of the line, hmm. um, tent, no stretch in the material. Gosh, I wish I could, if my brother was here, he'd be able to tell you right away. <laughs> Um, but it, it was, it was a great tent. And, uh, so we just hung out in the tent and all day. And I think it was at one point we kind of opened the tent and the fog was kind of starting. The rain was still, still there, but the fog kind of started lifting. We could see way up in this, in, in the hills. Um, we saw three, three sheep, put the glass on them and it was, uh, two, two ewes and a lamb and the lamb, um, had some gray in it. And, uh, that was the first time I'd ever seen any kind of, you know, color phase or like, you know, fanning sheep or anything like that. So that was pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. This yeah. little, this little lamb had some, had some gray to it and quite a bit, uh, noticeably an, an, a lot of gray. And, uh, so that kind of lifted our spirits a little bit. We're like, okay, well, you know, we know there's sheep in this area. And, uh, so the next, so the very next day we spent the whole day in the tent there. The very next day, luckily the weather was wrong. We didn't get any snow. The next day, the fog was kind of patchy. It was still raining, but we agreed we got to get out of the tent. So we just put on our gear and headed up the mountain, you know, and just headed up and took off. And and uh, it was pretty foggy. We, there were some times we could get some glass across the valley, but there was it was pretty few and far between. Um, we just wanted to, we really just needed to go for a hike, honestly. Like, we just needed to get oh, out of that bad, tent. We just needed to get out of that tent. And so... We did, we did, uh, get just around the hill and the fog, the fog was thick enough at points where, you know, if you ever walked in fog, real thick fog at all, you, um, you get to that point where you're not sure if you're side hill or uphill or down, like you're not even sure if you're walking uphill, downhill or side, like can't really read the terrain real well. It was about that thick at times and we just stopped and hang out for a while and and we had the gps so we knew that we could just follow the gps back if it ever got real bad and stayed bad <clears throat> but we got to a point where um fog got super thick and then it kind of cleared off 
<coughs> it kind of cleared off, and there was four bull caribou standing there at 50 yards. Just, just these big giant caribou just standing there at 50 yards. I pull out my rangefinder and rangefind them. They're 50 yards, and my uh, my bow's on my back, and. Ryan's like, you, you want to shoot one of those? And, and the whole time I'm like, if we shoot one of those, we're going to have to deal with it. And that we're going to, we're going to lose a couple of days of sheep hunting for you. And so I honestly was like, yeah, I'd like to shoot one, but I really would like to give this sheep hunt a little bit more time before we, you know, start having to pack caribou, you know? And, and that's what it was about. For me, it was really about getting Ryan, Ryan, Ryan a sheep. He was like, "Hey, you want to shoot one of those?" But I, I, I just kept t- telling him, you know, that was one of like two or three times I could have probably stalked and killed a a, de- a really decent caribou. But yeah, selfless man. Well, he's the one. You know, like I said, he he sets all these things up, and he he's the only one that has a shot shot yeah. at a sheep. It's time for him, and it was all about him the whole time. So, so. It's fast. We'll fast forward a little bit. It's a twelve-day hunt. If I go every day, we're going to be here for way too long. <laughs> fast forward to day nine, okay? It, or day? Let's go to day eight. So day eight. At this point, we had moved our tent up on the hill, found another another perch for us to. When we wake up, it's clear out. The, the clouds have moved out. It's not raining anymore. And we just, we can get right out of our tent and we can glass a ton of country. And we're just a short walk into this other bowl. So we have a ton of country that we can put glass on for, you know, in instantly, like right out of the tent or a five minute walk. And that was one of the things we had talked about pre um, hunt is that our prior two hunts, we felt like we didn't do a good enough job being patient. We would hang out in an area for a little bit put glass to it for you know two or three hours and then we would move and it's like we need to be more patient there's it just takes a second at a ram or for a sheep to come up over a rise or whatever and if you can see that much country just sit and be patient so we uh we moved our tent up and we were we're we're basically just you know glassing glassing and glassing and looking over area and about two o'clock we were sitting down having lunch and you know having lunches you're not really ever just not paying attention or not behind glass you're kind of eating and pulling up your binos and checking things out i spot these three sheep and they're 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 running right to left on like way down across the valley on the other mountain range or the other the other range over there and running up I put glass on them. As soon as I put glass on them, I could tell I could tell the one in the in the front was a good one. He had some mass to him, and he's a good and he was a good ram. And I told Ryan, "Man, there's a good ram over there." We put a spotter on him, and those other two were rams as well. But he looked like he he, he carried some mass. He looked pretty good, man. Like, ugh. and we were fired up. And this is day eight. Okay, this is the first ram that we have seen. Okay. When we hit, since we hit the ground, we keep in mind, we got what, four days left. So, so we're stoked. We're like, no doubt about it. We're coming off the mountain and we're going to go after these sheep. We hit, we go off the mountain, we get all the way down to the Creek and we're talking about maybe 1500 feet, maybe 2000 feet down off across the Creek, across the, the tundra flat out there, come up, um, come up over this rise 
put some glass on it and um they're not in this path they weren't they're not bedded down that pass anymore well it probably just our guess was they could pr- they probably just dip just out of sight over this pass so we go um down down to this tributary across that and then make the climb up there and then head up to this pass and we climb up to to pass level and we're going we're side hilling to just be right at the same level as the pass, maybe a little bit of a, above, so that if they're through the pass, we will be on top of them. And uh, we're we're creeping over there. Just man, I know they're going to be right around this hill. We get to uh, we get to a point where it's time to drop um, drop pack and like sneak in there. And we did. We we snuck around that hill and and nothing nothing it took us like five hours i think four or five hours to get to this point from when we decided to go and it's about seven six thirty six thirty at night seven o'clock at night get around get around here and nothing and a little bit further and then it starts to rain and so we're all zipped up in this rain and on us and uh we're sitting there trying to figure out where maybe could they have went and then all of a sudden bang we hear the rocks kicking below us and it was so steep that you couldn't see you couldn't see 100 yards below you it was just kind of fell off and then out of the bottom here comes these three rams and they're coming up the other side and they're pretty close i instantly know the big ones in the front i throw my my binos up ryan's hitting the prone position getting ready and he's saying, which one? And I said, definitely the front one. He's the biggest one. And he's looking through his, his scope. And he's like, is he legal? And I said, yep, because he was running straight, straight away from me. And he had this big flare. I mean, this huge flare straight away. That, and his, his horns flared way out. And when he was going straight away, he looked like a big one. I'm like, yeah, Ryan, he's, he's, he's legal. And um, he turned sideways and kind of swung his head a little bit and he said, are you sure? And I said, no, I'm not sure. And, uh, he said, well, he's looking at it. So he put, he puts it, he takes, he gets out from his rifle and he gets his binos and he's looking and we're looking and looking and looking and looking and waiting for him to turn his head. And he turned his head and Ryan goes, what do you think? And I said, I think he's legal. I, I think he's legal. And Ryan's like, I don't think that, I don't think it's complete. I don't think that circle is complete. Anyway, we go on and on like this for probably five minutes, and that ram stood there and stood there and stood there, and then after three or four minutes, just started feeding. He's 150 yards away, and the whole time we're like, "Just is he? He's legal? Yes? No? No? Yes? Don't shoot him? Uh, yeah, I think he is. No, he's not." And we so we decided, okay, let's go back, get the spotting scope come back and just risk it like at this point we can't shoot him we don't know if he's legal or not um but we need we we definitely need to verify that he's a legal ram um and a legal ram for those of you out there that aren't aren't really aware aware of what makes a ram legal they have to be a full curl ram which means it has his horns have to be a complete 360 and or he, he has to be broomed on on um both sides so we um we're we're running you know we're trying to figure out whether this is a legal ram or not we go back at the spotting scope and um we video him like this thing stands there long enough that 
we're videoing him and then trying to play back the footage and pause it to see if he's legal or not. Um, long, you know, long story long enough, we let him walk. We just couldn't, we didn't feel good about shooting him. So about eight o'clock at night, we're just, we had watched him walk over the, over the other side of the, of that knife ridge and we took off and we were, we were down a little bit, but it, we were pretty stoked that it was, uh, we actually saw our first league, uh, our first Ram that was really close and it got our, our, uh, you know, adrenaline up and it was, it was kind of fun. So we got back that night about, about one o'clock in the morning back to the tent and, um, we were pretty beat up long day. So we, we slept in the next morning and got up at about seven o'clock, I guess, probably. And we just hung out up there close to the tent and just, we're going to try and stick to the game plan, which is like, we're going to just glass and glass. And we, and it, it paid off in that we saw a lot more sheep, um, by just sticking to the game plan. And that was just st- spending time behind glass. And we spent the whole day up there just glassing up sheep. And, uh, we, we found a couple other small rams that were clearly sublegal. We found a couple of nurseries with a lot of using lambs. And as, as it started to get, um, later in the, in the evening, um, we, Ryan and I just kind of had a heart to heart. It was day nine. We'd been on one pursuit the night before. And then that day we, we'd seen some rams, but they're all sublegal. And, um, we just kind of talked about the expectations of a hunt of any hunt really. And why we were feeling this, um, angst of, we gotta get, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. You know, we gotta get this done. We gotta get this tag field and the, uh, the anxiety behind that, the angst behind that. And who's, who, who are we do? You know, what is success? I mean, we talked about like, what is this? What is a successful hunt? Who, who do we, who are we afraid of disappointing if we come home empty handed and, and that kind of thing. And we really just decided that, you know, um, let's head back. Let's head back towards the strip tomorrow. We've spent enough time in this spot. We've seen a lot of area. We've stared at a lot of area. So let's head back towards the strip. And we're going to hunt this, this range where we saw that those, uh, saw those ewes and lambs when we first came off the plane, we were going to just hunt up, up and beyond that. And, you know, it's going to be day 10, day 10 the next day. So let's just head back there. We'll get up high. We'll set up base camp. We'll hunt there for a day and a half. And, uh, then we'll head, head for the strip on Saturday cause we're getting picked up on Saturday. So yeah, we woke up on Thursday and felt good about it. We were like, you know what, from here on out, you know, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to shoot something. There was nothing off the table at this point. At this point, we really had been focused on sheep and we're going to like, Hey, you know what? A good caribou, a grizzly bear, whatever. We're going to head towards the strip and we're going to get some meat down and, uh, get up. Ryan was up about four o'clock and he, kind of nudged me and said, Hey, let's get an early start so we can get some hunting in today. Cause we, we had at least a half a day walk back to at least a half a day walk back to there. And, um, uh, he's standing there, you know, eating his, eating his breakfast. And I packed everything up and threw it on my back and just about ready to head out, um, and, and start heading back South, back to the strip. And Ryan's glassing out North where we've been glassing for two days and says, Hey, there's some sheep. And I could see where he was glassing. And we hadn't seen anything over there. I mean, not any, 
there wasn't any sign of life in that direction. And of course, you know, with the naked eye, you look out there, they're pretty easy to see the big white dots out there. And I was like, holy cow, those are, those are sheep. And like we've done, you know, a bunch of times, take the pack back off, get the spotting scope out and put a spotting scope on them. And to the spotting scope, they were a long ways away. You could tell that they were both rams and one of them was pretty good. And we had just played this movie two days before, right? We we spent all that energy going all the way out there, and he'd been sublegal. And so we looked across, and we're like, "That he looks like a good ram from here." But and we we talked about it for about maybe a half a second, and we were going like, "This is what we came here for." Let's not get caught up. And just because we were talking about going back towards a strip in the morning, those are sheep. And that's, even though that's the opposite direction of the strip, that's where we're going. Cause that's what we came here for. So we put a plan together. We're going to get to this point on this side of the Valley. We're going to get some more glass on them and, uh, and check them again because we'd probably be in about another, I don't know, half a mile closer. And so we put our packs on, we bailed off, we climbed up to this, up to this little pass, this little saddle and put glass on them again. And at that point we, could see both of them pretty good and we could verify that one of them was for sure a shooter it was definitely a full curl it was definitely a legal ram and that was like all we needed like it our i mean our morale went through the roof man we were just like testosterone shots or something man yeah. we were just like let's <laughs> go like we just about made a scene just seeing that he was illegal, yeah. man, we're just like, oh my gosh, because if anybody's ever been sheep on it, I, I, I will, I'll tell you, sheep are not hard to kill; they're just hard to find. Right? If you can find them, you can usually, you can usually get on them and kill them. If you have, if you're in any kind of shape at all, or if you have any kind of grit about you at all, you mm-hmm. can get on them, or you can kill them. But it's just a matter of finding them. So we finally found them, and we're so we're just pumped. We just know, man, we like the chances of us succeeding at this point are 95%, you know? So we take off, we get off of that, off of that, we get down the creek and we dump all our gear. We just said, we're going to pile our gear in a pile. We're going to cover it with, uh, some, with some, uh, some of the, the extra, like an extra coat that we have. And Ryan had like an extra, he had a little extra tarp and we just covered it. It was raining, of course. And we just took off. We're going to get to this one rise and then get another look at them. Um, so we took, we took off across this flat and we were just about ready to make, start making this climb up to this little pass where we could get another look at them. And I'm like, what in the world? And we'd seen so many caribou at that point that I was like, Oh, is that a caribou? No, that's not a caribou. And it was a giant grizzly bear. It was a, a really big, mature grizzly bear. And he was about 300 and 300 yards away or whatever. And, um, and he was right between us and where we wanted to go. So we sat there and I was like, how long is it, would it take us to, cause at this point we had one, one Ram that we knew was a, a good enough Ram to shoot. And that was it. So I asked Ryan, how long would it take us to deal with the grizzly bear? What I was hoping him to, what I was hoping he would say was, oh, it wouldn't take very long at all with both of us. <laughs> um, and he goes, man, you he goes, you're talking about four hours. And I'm like, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's, I've never, I've never shot a bear. So I, I don't, I mean, I don't know how long I, I can assume it wouldn't take too long 
to rug him out, but I don't know the whole process. I've never done it. I didn't think, I think Ryan had done it a couple of times and he's like, it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal. It doesn't, it's not something, you know, it's not like just, you know, um, quartering out an elk or something. It's, it takes a little bit. So I said, well, forget that. Let's go around him. You know, I'll, I'll shoot him if he, if he becomes a problem, but I, I don't want to shoot him until, because we got a ram to shoot. We went around this bear got up to our point and that bear kind of just left us alone and and just kept wandering a little bit down to the right we kept our eye on him a little bit to make sure he was just kind of minding his own business we won't mind ours and uh we peeked over this spot and we found these sheep they had they had kind of wandered off this pass and uh down this real craggy stuff and were perched on right right at the bottom of this draw where these two draws had come, had come together. There was a real deep cliffy draw where a lot of water was coming through. And then there was another really deep cut draw um, where at the bottom of that draw, there was about a 15, 20 foot cliff. And they were perched right above that, that waterfall on this. On, it was really pretty. Just these two, these two perches up there and stuck out like sore thumbs, you know, white, white critters out there on the gray, gray rocks. And, so we range them. They're 900 and some yards away. And, uh, and that's just too far for us to shoot. Like we're not comfortable. I know some guys are out there. They're comfortable shooting that far. And Ryan's like, God, we need to get closer. I'm not going to shoot 900 yards. So we ranged another point between him and us, between the sheep and us. And we put another plan together and thought if we can get to this point without them seeing us, it'll be a 350 yard shot. And we can make, I can make that shot all day. Okay, so we came down off the perch, went down and around, came through the pass, and about an hour later, we were just about, we were pretty close to the point that Ryan had um, put a range to. And he looked kind of over the rock and looked back at me and then stood on top of the rock and then waved me up. And that's never a good sign. I went up there and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, I can see where they were and they're not there. And so... We just started scanning, like, okay, well, where where are they? Where are they going to come out? We knew they didn't. They knew, we knew that they didn't get down and walk back to where they came from, because we would have saw them. I climbed the hill super high because I thought maybe they just dropped off the other side of their perch. So I I climbed the hill uh, that we were on as high as I had to in order to see behind the perch. They weren't there. I looked up the I looked up the 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 real steep um, cliffy drainage. And it was so craggy. Like if they would have snuck out that way, they would probably still be making their way out that way. And I just didn't think that they'd be able to get out that way without, um, I just don't think they would go that way. Especially when up the other draw, there was these um, grassy shoots. And so, well, if they didn't go this way and they didn't come back from where they came from, they must went up and over this, the, you know, they must have went up and over the draw they're in. And that draw that they were, they were perched at the bottom of kind of went, it went up, it went up and then kind of swept to the, to the left. Um, and from where we were sitting, you, we felt like we could see about 95% of both sides of that draw. And, um, so it didn't really even dawn on us, dawn on us that, we could definitely see the whole right side of that draw, but the left side of that draw, we felt like we could see about 95% of that. And we sat there long enough that we thought if they're walking in that one corner of the draw that we can't see, um, we just saw them by now. They had walked out of there and we'd have seen them. So 
we were like, well, they didn't vanish. Let's just go walk around this mountain and see if they walked over the top. So we took off, went down, saw, got another look at the grizzly bear and walked by him again. And, uh, he was just, he was dead asleep facing the dirt just spread out spread eagle on his belly sleeping it was uh it was pretty cool to see and we just kept walking got around there and uh got under the shale rock and started side hilling and it got pretty gnarly we got to a point where it was like maybe a little bit too unsafe and um we 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 try not to do we don't do we try not to push it too much we don't want to like get ourselves in a bad spot and get hurt and i mean we know we know where we are we have no, um, you know, we have no doubt that, uh, that we, there's no question that we're, that we're, we don't want to get in, in any kind of situation where we can't get ourselves out or get in trouble. So we got to a point where it's like, yeah, I think we're done. I don't think we can get around this thing anymore with, without being, you know, stupid. And Ryan says, Oh, if we got, if we just go back here a little bit, I think we can get to that rock. And I was like, yeah all right i mean it was steep enough ryan that we were i was walking up stopping and then turning around and letting ryan walk up behind me because if we were kicking rocks down i wanted him seeing right seeing the the rocks seeing the rocks coming so we just kind of leapfrogged the whole way up and then side hill once we got on the side hill obviously we're kicking our rocks down into the draw Mm -hmm. and uh anyway we get to the point and and uh we finally get to um a point where we're pretty close to the top and we just, we can see that whole canyon, and it's pretty apparent that those sheep did not come over. It was it's just, it was a knife edge that uh, that that pass that they would have came, went up and over. It was cliffed out on the other side, or super super uh, steep on the other side, and it wasn't like it was plush grass or anything on that side where they were going over there to feed. So at that point, we were like, man, I don't know where they went, but they're not. They didn't walk over the other side. I'm not sure where they went, but let's get off of here. So we were going to get to the top and we were just going to dive over the other side into those grassy shoots and walk the grassy shoot down into the draw and then walk back out and just head for the strip. Well, we got to the top and uh, Ryan peeks over and says, yeah, this is it, man. Like this right down there is where they were perched. And, um, that we can get, I know we can get down this grassy chute. And I was like, yeah, we can definitely get down this grassy chute. And I just happened to look up to the, up the draw to the right. And I could see there was one spot where I couldn't see. And I was like, man, while we're up here, let's just, let's just walk this knife edge as far as we can and keep looking, you know, look back where we can't see. So we moved up probably a hundred yards, maybe just kind of like skirted around these castle like structures at the top of these knife edge where it's just like you're you're kind of dodging around them and uh and get to the other side so you can peek over again and i i beat i I was in the lead and i got to the to uh the next opening where you could peek over before ryan did and i got there and i turned around to watch him walk to make sure he was all right and once he was pretty close to me i just stepped over and looked over the edge and here, here were these sheep and they were, they were just perched perfectly. They were, they were below us and they, one was down into the right and one was uh, broadside down and up on the left. And I turned around and Ryan saw it in my face. He's like, no way. And I'm like, they're right there, man. And I pulled out my range finder and, and range find them. And they were 480, 485 yards. 
And Ryan's like, man, that is a long shot. And I said, well, I think we can get closer. So we just went up the knife ridge a little bit and peeked over the other side and range find. And I was like, how about 435 yards? And he's like, that's still a shot. And I was like, dude, you, you make that shot all day long. And so Ryan got ready. I'll short the story a little bit because we stood, we sat there for about an hour and a half waiting for that, for that sheep to stand up. And it was all about Ryan. Like Ryan, here's the sheep you want. We got, we got to watch him for an hour and a half and, uh, he wanted to wait till they stood up. So we did. And, uh, when they stood up, I heard Ryan on, you know, click the safety and I just had the binos up and boom. And you could tell he was hit hard and he was just standing there and just standing there. And, uh, Ryan's like, man, should I shoot him again? And I'm like, man, he is wobbling back and forth. And, um, then he goes down. Well, as soon as he goes down, Ryan jumps up from behind the gun. I jump in to the gun because at this point we had got really good look at both of the sheep and they were both fully cur- full curl past full curl rams i jumped behind the gun the sheep the, the other sheep had stood up and was looking back at the at the sheep that ryan had just shot that had at this point rolled rolled down the hill rolled all the way down the hill to the bottom of the creek and uh i'm in the gun and and uh he's looking down into his left and so his his left horn is covering his vitals and i'm just waiting for him to turn his head and get out of the way before I shoot, turns his head, looks up the hill, boom, I let him have it, smack him right behind the shoulder, and uh, he goes up the hill just a little bit, but I could tell he was hit hard, you know how they hump up, and his left his left leg went stiff, and he kind of right. went up the hill a little bit, and then tipped over backwards, and I still can see that so clearly in my, in my, in, in my head, I can so clearly see that vision of him tipping over backwards, sliding down the hill and stopping, and Ryan and I looked at each other and we're just like, we did it, man. Like we just doubled. (laughs) We just, we just doubled. Of course I turned into a sailor. I couldn't stop swearing. (laughs) Right. And and how we just effing doubled and like we're going crazy. And my brother was speechless. So he's like, Oh my, Oh my, uh, uh." and so we're playing this footage back later. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, got, yeah, I've seen the footage. It's uh, you're not a big swearing guy either. Yeah, I, I don't hear you swear a lot, but uh, there's a lot of f bombs in that. I couldn't like. I, it was almost like I didn't know what else to say other than we just effing doubled. We just effing doubled. Like, I was on. I was like broken record on a sailor track, and Ryan. Ryan just was like, you know, he looked like it. Yeah, I don't know. He said the way he put it. He said, like, he said I. I don't know if it's uh, actually a P, you know, PC, <laughs> PC, but he's like, yeah. but let's just say he was like, man, I, so- I sound like an idiot. He's like, I sound like I can't say anything. Like I forgot how to talk like an idiot. And all you can say is the F word. He's like, boy, this is going to make some really good footage. Uh, but aside from all that, you guys, I mean, like it was it was an epic moment it was by it was an it was a cherished moment you guys probably have some of these stories yourself but it was like a, a very special moment for my brother and i uh yeah i can imagine i mean you guys that was what day nine of your 10 day that was, was that day, day that was day 10 of 12 day 10 of 12 and how many days did ryan put into that sheet all together from the previous um the first the first hunt we hunted for him for 
eight days. Second hunt, we hunted for him for nine days. So that's 17. And then that day, that was day 10. So that was day 27. 27. That we had hunted. In the mountains. Uh, for, for that Almost sheep. a month. Hunted for Damn. sheep specifically, specifically for Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, you're up. He was up for 27 days. Wow. And he... Yeah, and he finally no he, doubt he was speechless he, at that point. Yeah, I just <laughs> that's a lot of work. That's and, a lot of work. And you know, it was funny. My brother, like, like I get a little choked up thinking about what he said. He said, "I said, what do you think, brother?" And once this, he stopped crying. The only things he could, the only thing he could say was, "I don't deserve this." <laughs> It's pretty heavy. Yeah, man. Yeah. After 27 days. Yeah. He still, he still, he still days. felt on. It was that special of a moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. it, was, it was like, you could see it in his face, like, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, it was definitely a, a, a really amazing moment. I'm glad I caught it on camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you can tell that. You know that he was. He, he, it was pretty special. And it was special to both of us, and it was. Uh, it was definitely one of those moments where um, it was. You fe- I felt God's presence. It was divine intervention, man, because yeah. He put us through the ringer. He could read. It was like we talked about it. God can read your heart. He knows you want it tough, but you want it tough. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you. T- I'm gonna give you tough, but not what you think. Not your tough. I'm going to push you. I'm going to nudge you beyond what you, what you have in mind for tough. And he did, you know, and then, and then just when we were so, we were really broke down. Bang. All right. Yeah. It's like, it was like, it's the parents saying, you know, just, just controlled environment. Like, okay, you're good. Now go get them. Yeah. And there was almost like all these little pieces that could have thrown you guys off the path that you first originally set out for. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got a grizzly bear in there. You've got a grizzly tag. Yeah. You've got, you know some really good quality caribou that are pretty enticing at 50 yards yep and uh you just kept on the course yep we had the one that we had the one sheep that yeah we had the itchy trigger finger we could have i mean yeah come to find out we asked we had a picture of it we asked the the wildlife biologist when we checked in our sheep we showed him the picture and he said yeah that's legal that that's legal he goes (laughs) he's barely legal but he's legal yeah but we didn't shoot him we didn't oh, shoot that great. sheep. So there was a lot of things that could have deterred us. Mm-hmm. So on the, I mean, needless to say, we're pumped. And we we can't wait to get our hands on it, right? So we dive off of here and we get down on the bottom. We're going up this. And, and as soon as we hit the bottom of this draw, um, my eyes were opened to, okay, this is this is, t- this is rough. Like we were having a tough time just getting to our ramps because, there were, I mean, it wasn't just a, a creek running out of this draw it was kind of there was parts where there was like these cliff steps in the bottom so we had to kind of find a way around these cliff steps and and uh we finally we finally got our way around uh, up to the sheep without really feeling like there was much danger i mean it wouldn't have been big falls maybe you know maybe five feet we just had to like kind of maneuver over and step up and and get up to it got up to ryan's sheep and and you know had that moment and we're where you know he just didn't feel like man i don't deserve this and we were super just pumped that man i can't believe what you know what god's provided for us and and this experience and so glad to be with each other got up to my sheep which was a bit more of a challenge because he died up on the perch so we had we had uh we had to really be careful getting up there 
and we, we actually contemplated kicking him down. Um, do we want to deal with him up here? Because that means we're going to have to take the, we're going to have to bring the meat down. And is that safe? We kind of kicked it around and, and, um, we just didn't want to, we didn't want to risk kicking him off cause he might hang up, you know, in a spot we wouldn't maybe not be able to get to, um, might chip and break horn or we didn't know. We knew that we could deal with him right there. And then on the way out, I would just put, I would just put him in my pack and I would just back, I just back down this steep it, there wasn't any fall risk like I wasn't going to fall off a cliff or anything but it was just really steep and I just didn't you know if you went maybe feet first there was maybe a threat of like just losing control and sliding down and I just <laughs> I just put this the the sheep in my pack and just back down just kind of crawled backwards all the way back down until I hit the bottom and then Ryan then we broke down Ryan's and and uh got his all packed up and we got it all packed up about eight o'clock and uh, I remember, I'll never forget the first time Ryan had put his pack on. Ryan's sheep was a little bit bigger than mine. Um, so I, I, it outweighed mine. And he had he had the, a rifle. I didn't have my bow at that point. And uh, I'll never forget Ryan's face the first time he stood up. He stood up and he was like, looked at me like, we're supposed to pack. I mean, we're going to pack this thing <laughs> that far. And I was like, I, and he, he's like, man, are we going to have to make two packs? And, uh, I was like, cause it crossed my mind. Are we, are, do we have time for two packs is what crossed. Sure. I, I don't think we have time and it's eight o'clock on Thursday. We get picked up at 11 o'clock in, in the morning on Saturday. And we're at this point, we're about 13 miles from the airstrip. And holy smokes. Yeah. And I said, I don't think we have time. And we started out there and we knew that once we got out on that flat, the last time we had seen that grizzly, he was right there. And we were going to walk basically right down the creek that that grizzly was laying right next to because it was by far the easiest way to get out to where we had dropped camp by far. I mean, if we if we tried to dodge that, that bear, we would have to cl- climb probably 1,500 feet to get up and over a perch and then down. We're like, we're just going to get out of here, take the gun off, and, and uh, we'll just deal with it. You know, and probably a stupid move, but I mean, we really didn't know. We didn't know what else to do. I mean, we got to go that way. We know there's a bear there, but you know, what are we going to do? We're not going to not, we're not going to walk an extra three miles and up, you know, 1500 feet, um, with 160, 170, 150, 160 pound packs, just because there might be a bear in this area. All right. We'll just keep our eyes open keep our you know ears on and eyes on and um if we see him we're gonna drop packs and we're gonna run our butts off as fast as we can <laughs> to get away from him once he's chews on our packs we'll start letting him have it but right um anyway so <laughs> the first challenge number one was getting down so we're walking this dry creek uh dry creek bed down out of there and about three quarters of the way down there, it, it dawned on me that that's right. There's a 15 foot waterfall on the end of this. And I was like, Ryan, I think that I said, I think I'm pretty sure there's a waterfall at the end of this draw. Cause we started running into water. Um, and then it started flowing a little bit faster. And I was like, Ryan, you know what? This is the, this, there's a waterfall here. And we got to a point and I looked down, looked down cause we were probably only, maybe a hundred yards from where it comes out. And I looked down 
these, this big cliff and I looked and it was smooth like a water slide. It was just like, like pristine smooth. Dished out. <laughs> yep. And it was all the way down. You can see where it just disappeared. And I said, there's a waterfall right there. And so, okay, well, let's pick our way up here. We picked up, there was a, there was a little bit of a, a walk just above the bottom and we kind of picked our way around and got to a spot and looked down and we're like, man, it's cliffed out. What are we going to do? So we sat there and all right, well, maybe we should just take our packs off and throw them off mm-hmm. and then we can, you know, pick our way down. Um, because it's dangerous. I mean, at that point, if we, we didn't want to rock climb back down, but we knew we could find someplace where we might be able to squeeze down, but we didn't want to do it with big, heavy packs. So we're like, well, maybe we just throw our packs down, but we don't want to break the pack and it's going to land in the water. And we're just like, man, what are we going to do? So we said, well, we're just going to have to walk up the draw. And I remember being up on the top and looking up where we were going to go. And I remember all I said, all I remember is seeing cliffs the whole way up, man, at, at a site around the corner here. I said, we might, it, this might be, this might be rough. We might, you know, and, but we were trying to stay positive and I, we went 30 yards and there was our shoot and we got, and I was like, oh my gosh, we can get down here. And we backed down and hit the bottom. It wasn't even, it wasn't even really that gnarly or anything. <laughs> We hit the bottom of the creek and looked up, and it was cliff the entire way, except for that one little sliver. Wow. We had one sliver, and we just happened to like it was right off of that off of that waterfall, right? And we hit it, hit the bottom, walked out, and that 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 creek bottom took us out right to where the bear was, and then that dumped into the valley where the marsh was or where the tundra was. So we just took off, and we were pretty stoked about getting out of there. First of all, no boost energy. And we're like, yeah, we're not we're having out. to go back. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we're good. We got, you know, and at that point, you know, at that point, your packs are starting to feel normal. All right, it's normal and it's heavy, but it's like it's doable. Do, it's doable. It's not the shock. You don't have the shock of, oh my gosh, that's a heavy pack. It's like, we can do it. Started walking out. Ryan takes the gun off and it starts getting dark. And we're like, man. Is it getting dark? And Ryan's like, "Yeah, it's getting it's getting pretty dark here." And uh, just got around the corner and pulling up glass, and you could see pretty good in the glass. No bear. Keep walking, and, and all my would all I was thinking about was I hope that that bear didn't dump into the creek and is hiding in the brush because the only brush on the, in the whole country is right next to the creek, <laughs> and it's super tall. And and I'm like, eh, as long as he's not in that brush, we'll be all right. So we just headed out. And, hey bear! Hey bear! Hey bear! And, we're just making noise and, and keeping our eyes peeled. And, and we finally get through that and out and we're ne- we never felt like we were like, okay, we're safe. Cause that bear, that bear is back there and we walked by him. We never saw him. We didn't know where he went. He could be out in front of us still, but we did know that we were about two, I don't know, we were about two miles at that point. We were about two miles from our gear GPS. And it, and it was just, it was tundra walking, which it was, it's not fun walking. It was going to, it wasn't going to be very fun to walk across this, across this tundra. Um, but we were close to our gear. And at that point it was about, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, but no, it was about 11 o'clock cause it was starting to get dark. And, um, we were trying to figure out, okay, so what's the plan? Are we, what are we going to do? Like, are we going to go to back to our gear? eat, set up tent. Like there's no place to set a tent up right there, Ryan. Like he's like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, 
who's going to sleep and who's going to watch for the bear because there's a bear right here. Like the same flat that we're thinking about setting tent is the same, that bears in this flat somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> and then I said, and then I made the suggestion, why don't we get back, get to our gear, um, throw what we need in there, our sleeping bags and, and, uh, then head for the strip. We get, let's just go straight to the strip. So we got back, we got the back, flopped our uh, packs off. It was about at that point, yeah, about 1130 midnight, ate, uh, ate some food and then put our packs on and headed. We, we walked for, we, we were pretty determined to try and make it all the way out of there. And, uh, it got completely dark, needed headlamps. It was yeah. pitch dark rain <laughs> and it was raining. It rained on us from the time that we shot, from the time we shot, uh, got our packs on after we killed them to the time we got out, it rained on us. So about five o'clock in the morning, we, uh, finally decided, man, we needed some rest, unloaded, got some sleep, made it back to the strip, turned around and uh, we made it to the strip at, uh, about two o'clock on uh, Saturday on, yeah, two o'clock on, no, two o'clock on Friday, two o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, um, set up, set up, uh, the meat cache off the ground, set up the tent so that it didn't get rained on, no sun on it. And, uh, and the sun came out, we put, we had empty packs and headed back. We had to go back to get our gear now. So then we headed back for our gear, got our gear, turned around, came back and, uh, made it back to the strip at one o'clock in the morning on Saturday and crawled in the tent Got picked up on, on Sunday. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock on Sunday. That's kind of long-winded, but it's tough to leave any of that stuff out. Yeah, that's oh, a good man. story. It's uh, it's cool because it, it's a long story, but it really kind of shows everything throughout a sheep hunt, which is probably what most guys are going to deal with. You yeah. know, all the little trials and, you know, a lot of days spent in the mountains. So anybody, I think, who's thinking about a sheep hunt like that, I know I wanted to hear it because I, you know, someday I hope to do a, a big sheep hunt like that. And, yeah. You know, it really gives a good description of what to expect. So, yeah, I'm glad you, glad you told it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's quite an accomplishment for sure. Mm-hmm.